You're listening to For the Republic, a love letter to Star Wars animation. Alright, we are back for our recap of episode 4 of Andor. It is the beginning of a new story arc. We, I am Andrew, one of your co-hosts, and we have the full crew here today. We didn't have everyone for last week, but Jake is here with us to finally talk some Andor. And uh, real quick, I just want to point out that I'm very upset, guys. I'm actually hurt, and I, I feel like I've been lied to because Twitter told me that there are no Easter eggs in this show. There's and no, yeah, there's, there's, right. there's, there's not a single eggs. one. There's no Easter eggs in this show. I and couldn't I'm see watching any. this, and I'm like, I don't even like, know why I'm watching it. Yeah, come on, guys. There's no Vader or the Death Star or any. When's Dar- what's where Darth is Vader, Vader doing Andor? When is Darth Vader going to show up? Because you know, like, know. where is he during? Star- yeah, where is he during Andor? Star Wars theory told me Vader was going to show up. When is he going to? When is he going to be here? Well, Obi Wan's supposed now. to he's be here now. too. Everybody told me before the show started that Obi Wan was going to be in it. Yep. So, yes, uh, the, the episode was called Aldani because that is the beginning of our new story arc. It looks like we're getting like these three episode story arcs throughout this season, which I'm interested in. I, I really like the the way they're telling the story uh, with the show so far, the, the slow burn type of storytelling. But I think it leads to so much like greater story potential because we get to fit so much more. The episode was was longer. We got introduced to a bunch of new characters. It didn't feel rushed or bloated at all, which I really appreciated. And it's not bothering me whatsoever that there's like not much action or like Star Wars-y like tropes in the show so far because I am just so compelled by these characters that it doesn't matter to me. And we got introduced to a couple of the major ones here. We finally got to see Mon Mothma, which... Oh, I'm so happy about that. So yeah, let, let's let's get into it. Yeah. Jake, real quick, because you weren't here last week, just give your quick, like super quick thoughts on the first three episodes because you didn't get to share them with, um, the, uh, with, the, with the panel. Yeah, I've watched each one four times now. Okay. Um, the last three minutes of episode three is some of like my favorite Star Wars ever. Like that whole ending montage is so fucking insane oh my god it's so good um yeah uh, it's it's just fucking great it is so fucking good yeah uh we we definitely enjoyed it concerning the fact that we went almost two and a half hours last week uh (laughs) but it was it was neat we were like yeah we're gonna be we're gonna be fine jake's not here it won't be that long yeah i'm i'm the tangent guy on this show well Wait, this guy. I'm amazed that we actually kept it under three hours, if I'm being honest. Well, we had three episodes to talk about, and these were longer yeah. than like Obi-Wan or Mando episodes. Mm. So there was a lot here. Uh, now, starting off with Luthen, which, I mean, we all talked about Bix last week and, and my love of Bix Kayleen and the, the mutual love here. But Luthen, if I'm being completely serious, and I, I do love Bix as a character... But Luthen, after four episodes, is already like one of my new favorite Star Wars characters. He's Stellan so Skarsgård compelling. Is like, acting so his ass off. I love the just everything about his character. The one scene where you just see him yeah. like 
turning himself into like when the, he's all like the facade <laughs> in the mirror. Yeah. I loved it. Him putting on the wig and everything, and then just the bangles. I'm just like, okay, this is a great scene. Yeah, and it's like it's like uh, when Batman, like it's what it's, I saw someone compare it to, like Batman and Bruce Wayne, mm-hmm. like how mm-hmm. when bat when he needs to play up to the public to distance like Bruce Wayne from Batman, he does the whole like uh, you know foolish billionaire thing, and it's kind of it's a similar thing with Luthen here. That's exactly yeah. what I said when I was watching today. It's like it felt like he is that collector guy like that's who he is but then his alter ego kind of became this rebellion guy but then over time he became the rebellion guy and now his alter ego is the collector guy and i, think I just love how he had like the fancy thing. voice and then as soon as they like get close enough back like in the back with him yes. Motley, he just drops he's like he just all right switches back to, the grub, to the grovelly tone yeah. yeah my favorite bit about that whole like suiting up sequence is like when he after he's just done with that like the like t- you know, getting into character thing, he immediately just like like walk does the normal Luther walk that we have seen, and it's just mm-hmm. it's so uh, immediate. It's just really cool because it my just shows favorite, how he is wearing a mask. My favorite is just Nicholas. Is it Bretel? His score. Yeah. It's Nicholas Bretel. Oh, yeah. it's, it's unbelievable. So I'm it's like really cool. I'm not. It, it's like in terms of just like regular tracks. I'm not talking like main title themes. It's my favorite of the shows so far. It's so good. Well, did because you notice how so many memorable themes already? Like, I love the Kenobi main theme. I love the Mando main theme, but like in terms of like regular scores, I think Andor's already like near the top, if not at the top, for me. And did you notice too how like the intro? There's now like a second layer on top it's, of yep, the intro yep. that we heard from the first rib changes. Yeah. It's each, just gonna keep yeah, building. Each episode's been building, yeah, because mm-hmm. that's what the show is. It's like it's a slow yep. build. It's this slow, slow burn. It's so the interesting is, too. It's getting bigger and bigger yeah like it like it really is wh- like your like classic noir like every single thing that you've seen gets built on top of the thing before it like everything has an impact on everything later and like i don't know i don't want to sit here and bitch and complain about previous star wars shows but like i feel like this is the first time that like we're really just seeing like everything has an impact no matter how small you might think it is I, it just yeah. feels different watching it. Like I've mm-hmm. enjoyed everything, yeah. but it's so feels much more like, like real and natural. Yeah. Like like just m- much more fluent. Like I'm so much more easily convinced that I'm watching an actual event take place. Yeah, rather than like a story that people wrote at their little desk and then shot at their silly little stagecraft and then edited into their silly little California <laughs> studio. Like this is like a real otherworldly place that this isn't a show. This It this feels is like star Wars, like reached its full potential of what a live action show could be. And whether that's the, the longer format or the fact that it is shot on location and has these real sets, it, it just feels yeah. like event TV. Like it, it, and I'm not saying the other ones weren't, but like this feels just, just on a technical different. level. Yeah, it's the, on a technical it's the level. Oh, so much best, beyond uh, anything. It's probably the most technically efficient. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, and it gets such good use of its location shooting as well. Like yes. the whole section that's clearly, that was a, they very clearly shot in the Scottish Highlands is, is amazing. They use that location so well, like all the sweeping camera shots going mm-hmm. across the mountains and the rocky terrain. It's just really cool. And there's even a scene that kind of, 
reminded me of the Fellowship of the Ring, which which I'll get into. Yeah. Oh, I think I know what scene you're talking. I, got, I think I do too. I got Octo yeah. vibes from one of the scenes on the mountain too, just the way it yeah. looked and everything. Well, especially because like these are familiar places to us. Obviously, they're shot on Earth locations. Obviously, and like I'm still easily convinced that it's not Earth. Whereas, mm -hmm. like, I don't know, in Force Awakens, Dakar, like to me, it's like, oh, that that's somewhere in the fucking United Kingdom. I don't know where, but I'm I'm sure it is. It's like, but like now there's like I, I, these places. It's like it feels so real. I, yeah, I'm gonna like quickly shout out. I love uh, Dakar's the Rebellion base, right? Yeah, yeah, oh, uh, the, the, yeah the resistance uh, base. I love that location purely because of like where they chose they chose the location because it's a former air base and it was basically mm -hmm. like the site of a very very famous in the UK protest uh, by a group of women against like the use of, against the housing of nuclear weapons there and it was like this really big story and I just I love that that clearly factored into their decision to like film there and make it like this this uh, bedrock of resistance for like the, all the characters. I just thought that was really cool. But yeah, back to Andor. I do like that. Uh, I mean, when we get to like the meat of the episode on Coruscant, we can talk about it more, but just seeing it again in all its glory, like we got the tease. Dude, it Kenobi, hasn't hit me yet for some but reason. But getting to see like Coruscant when the title card hit and then getting to see all the buildings and everything, I was losing I my I feel mind. like this is the it most intimate so view we've gotten at Coruscant, too. Like, other than, like, Clone Wars, but, like, you know, that's animation. So, like, this obviously yeah. just hits, not not to downplay the importance of animation, but, like, we're used to it. We've seen it a lot in animation. So, like, the first time to really see, like, like, like the underbelly of, like, Coruscant when, um, uh, uh what's his face? Carol. Yeah, yeah Cyril Karn just like go to visit his mom to his mommy's place. Sad little right? Cyril. And the way he's like gotta like put his little coat sleeve like over so he can press the buttons like this because he doesn't want to like get germs. It's like, oh my god, you're such a loser. <laughs> yeah, like, I hate him. I hate him. He, he has the he has the best face of like, you know, he has the best face, Cyril, because like when he's like getting told off by the ISB officer, he just looks like this. Like <laughs> yeah. Cyril is Cyril is absolutely the kid that nags his mom and says, Mom, it's my turn on the Xbox. And then the mom just takes the Xbox yeah. away and the other kids mom beat him said, for it. Mom said it's my turn on the mom Xbox. Said, I can't you guys use remember the iPad when no everyone more. said that Tom Holland looks like he's trying to hold a frog in his mouth? Yes. <laughs> That's what I think that Cyril Card looks like. Yeah, like, well, he's, like he's always like... His mouth and... <laughs> yeah, like a well, creature's just gonna like crawl out like yeah. was it in our group chat that I said that like he just looks like an AI generated person? Like he doesn't look like oh a real God. human being to me. Maybe. See, I, but then also... I see the actor in real life and he's got like that beard, and I'm like, ooh, yeah. but like yeah. in the show, it's like Ugh. the way they had he just looks so like rigid Ugh. fascist. Yeah. Like He's so yeah. <laughs> it's the restraint, isn't it? It's the restraint mm -hmm. there. It has the, the, the restraint. Where he's very rigid. Like the fact that he had had his outfit tailored in the last, in the first episode, yes. I thought was like really yes. hilarious. And it also kind of shows what kind of person he is and how he's almost better suited for the Empire, which is like, it's very interesting now that the Empire is getting involved and he's clearly yeah. going to have more of a role uh, going forward. I, I loved when the ISB officer basically came and confirmed his superior's worst fears. You know how the ISB comes in and literally gets in his face and goes, "Yeah, uh, was it worth it? Because now this whole planet is under is permanently under imperial authority. So literally, mm -hmm. the Empire has gotten involved now because he messed up so badly." I love how yeah. I keep forgetting his name. The 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 Scottish guy 
he just goes. Linus episode. Yeah. I fuck I love that dude. Yeah, it might just so, like, be me, but on my rewatch, which I still haven't completed yet, I think I have like 10 minutes left. But like all the ISB stuff reminded me very much of Rebels for some reason. I don't know if that was just me. I but think that was probably just the all white. Yeah. Just yeah. Like Getting to actually see like the ISB. All white, stuff. the interplay between it. the corporate forces and the ISB guys, like all of that. I'm like, this, yeah. this kind of yeah. reminds me of Rebels a lot. Also, we yeah, finally just... got to see live action ISB agents. I know that they were through yeah. the window in the background. Um, but like, Obviously, we're going to see more of them. They wouldn't have made a costume just for that one scene. So their costumes really are so fucking good, dude. Oh, they're oh, so they, sick. They look really cool. The costume like, design in this show too is yeah. just like it's fucking peak. And we got introduced to uh, Dedra Miro, who I'm assuming her and Cyril will be like the two main villains of the season. And I'm mm. already really intrigued by her character. I'm someone that she's I'm, yeah. very fascinated. Yeah, I feel I'm like she's going to seek him out, to be honest with you. Probably. Like, probably he's on yeah. Coruscant. He was part of the debacle on Ferrix, and she obviously wants to figure out more of that because of the box. And it's like, I, I could see yeah. him kind right. of using her to get into the Empire and to get his way into the ISB, and her kind of using him to like fish for information. Like Connor said, they're very much like, everything feels so infighting with the Empire here, which is fucking perfect. Mm. They're and like so trying to sabotage like, each other continuously, right? And she kind of gets like punished for trying to progress and do her own thing and trying to show initiative. They're like, no, mm -hmm. like they I'm have religious. that one meeting where old imperial guy whose name I don't remember. Um, she like says, Major the like, "You're right, but no." I'm like <laughs> Major Partigas, yeah, Major yeah. Partigas. He's played by Anton Lesser, who was in Game of Thrones. He was mm. uh, another. Oh my god! He's Mesa Kyburn. He was the one who. So he's the one who in, after succeeds Pycelle and like you know uh, does a lot of like necromancy and stuff on Sagrega, and like serves Cersei. So like yeah, he's he's a really good pick for me for an Imperial officer, especially like an ISB person. He has very much Tarkin vibes. And I almost wonder if at like some point in the script there was like a there was a use of Tarkin and then they decided, eh, let's use someone else here because this is more interesting. And I love the way Maybe. that he he has that like whole thing where he where after Dedra like gives him the like rundown of what the ISB does, he's like, Yes, that is verbatim the ISB mission statement and wrong. And wrong. Yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> he basically says Do we have a says, name for the uh Imperial or ISB guy that Dedra's kind of Clashing with, yeah, the uh, Blevin. Yeah, I don't know yeah. what it is though. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, Blevin. It is okay, Blevin. Yes, I, his he's the one who goes to Molana. It's very, very powerful. I like it a lot. Um, yeah. I'm just really intrigued by um, Tedra's character. Like, yeah, I don't, this this is just my read on her. Like, I feel like there's a lot of um, just a lot of she has this like commanding presence, but it just really hasn't been like shown quite yet but it's like being like slowly built up like a bunch of lincoln logs make being made into a house like it's sort of just like slowly building into this foundation yeah. of command and she mm -hmm. wants to show it and really show her authority but it's like at every turn it's like nah 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 but it's like i just feel like once we get to that point she's gonna be a really really commanding yeah. 
presence. She's going to start picking I, these I guys off and yeah. eventually she's going to be the one at the top. And I so am, like, like you said, I'm very interested in, in seeing her and Karn yes. work together or clash or maybe get in each other's way of trying to get to Cassian because we both know that like Dedra's description before the show started was like, she's an officer that really doesn't like Cassian. And then yeah. we know Cyril doesn't like that guy because he kind of ruined his, his gig and now the Empire is up in Ferrix and everything and that's what we were like, okay, so the Empire is going to take control, and it, it definitely did, and I am just really intrigued. Also, I love it when they were getting, like, yelled at by the Imperial, like, the captain at the, uh, just in the middle was like, I had nothing to do with this! Yeah. <laughs> and he's it's like, like oh, of course exactly. you did Of course you did Also, like, probably thinking, like, you could have just written that accident report, and we'd be fine. None yep. of this wouldn't <laughs> have happened, but you had to go and, and hunt this man out. Yep. Uh, also, I know she, I know you're probably not watching Denise Gao, the actress who plays T.J. Romero, but like if you are, you are somehow come on to FTR. Would love to have we would all love to have a conversation with you about your character and just yeah. Star Wars and maybe other topics. So uh the One of these on the days team. Connor Connor's gonna be like, George Lucas, if you're watching, come on the podcast. It would be fun. We're saving that for the like the droid the droid yeah. arc of Clone yeah, Wars. Oh, yeah, we're saving, yeah, yeah, D squad. Yeah, D squad. Yeah, it's like George, George, come on the podcast and talk no, with I us about like Nebo Gascon. I, I thought it'd be funny if he was a little guy. That's yeah. like, all right, thanks, George. A guy that writes down a droid. Yeah. I thought it would be a super battle droid. Nebo Um The thing yeah. I was going to say about like Dedra is that like the thing Imagine I like the most about Dedra is that she is. She's very intelligent. She's clearly very intelligent. There's kind of a chilling mm. intelligence to her. And yes. you absolutely get why she doesn't like Cassian because she is getting blocked at every turn by a lot of the ISB officers because we're seeing that exact kind of arrogance that Cassian described to Luthen when he said, you know, they're they're so proud of themselves. They don't they don't really care. They're too busy infighting and like mm -hmm. reveling in their stature to like mm -hmm. actually notice there is this threat to you slowly building in the background and Dedra's one of the few people who recognizes that and that actually makes it's kind of the thing I say about Thrawn where Thrawn is Thrawn is is intimidating because he's competent because we're so used to seeing imperial officers who are arrogant and who are mm -hmm. fail at their job and let let the, the side down for the empire because they're they're incompetent and they mess up constantly but Thrawn doesn't Thrawn is very clever and the same happens with with Dedra where she she doesn't really mess up She's she often is like she's very intelligent, but she just keeps getting blocked by more arrogant men. And there's there's kind of a theme here I'm noticing, which is really cool, of like insecure men feeling threatened by powerful and oh, confident women. I have I have mm -hmm. maybe my new least favorite Star Wars character that we can talk about later. Oh, oh, oh I know exactly who you mean. Dude, I was yeah, like, it, it's like it's like Andor's introducing us to a new dickish character of the week. Last week it was yeah. it was Tim. Oh. This week it's Perrin. Fuck Perrin. Yeah. Fuck Perrin. Fuck, fuck Perrin. Perrin. Worst yeah. Star Wars husband bitch. ever. Worst Star Wars husband ever. How the fuck are you married to Mon Mothma and you're still gonna be a prick? Like that's Mon fucking Mothma, bro. Why must everything be so boring? It's like, oh, it's God. God. It's like your fuck whitey you, ass dude. Up. Go back to kindergarten, like, wow. Jesus. It's yeah, like, no. A I'm about I to become Twitter put the leader of the uh, Mon Mothma enthusiasts too. Um, yeah, Mon Mothma rise up. Shit. Yep. Um, but no, someone said like, "Oh yeah, this dude reminds me. This guy gives off both sides type energy," and I'm like, "He <laughs> fucking does. He, he fucking really does. Would. 
Yeah, he also like low key like kind of feels like a metaphor for like the fans. It's like you know how fans like I I, I know that there's fans that that are like oh there's no action in Andor. It's so boring, and it's like oh it's it's just that fucking <laughs> yeah. guy. It almost kind of feels like 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 Tony Gilroy and uh, Dan Gilroy are like just like writing this guy and going yeah see yeah this is you yeah <laughs> so it's you kind look. of brilliant how they've written her so like she feels so boxed in like mm. she mentions the Luthen how she feels like everyone's watching her at every corner she's always getting That's new so drivers fascinating. and then her husband the driver thing is, is crazy playing coy with all these and you know playing buddy buddy with all these imperials that are against her in the senate it's like so literally everyone is like going at her yeah. and it, it's crazy he uh, really is like a both sides kind of guy though because yep. like you said like he wants her to be friends with the fascists and work together with the fascists so it's like a it's like in the like modern day american politics it's like why can't the republicans and democrats just get it wrong Especially when you think about how Tony Gilroy, I think, or was it Dan? I don't remember. Well, one of the two said that the way Mon Mothma is written in the show is inspired by Nancy Pelosi, who's Nancy oh. Pelosi. And That's so, why I liked Mon That's so interesting. Yeah. But no, again, it's like you have the middle people that want the, you know, like Democrats to play along with the American fascists. But then the Democrats are in power and aren't doing fucking shit because they're too afraid to. And it's like not to get all fucking political on here, uh, here at For the Republic, but um, there's no politics in Star Wars, Jake. It's like there's no, no Easter eggs in the Star show. There's no, Easter, no Easter eggs. There's no politics. There's no politics. They're never in. They're not in Andor. Politics mm -hmm. and Easter eggs. They're like they're just completely mm -hmm. far away. <laughs> yep, that's it. That, none from, of that in mm -hmm, Star Wars. Star Wars. But like, this show is just so like consciously aware of like real world events that's why i keep saying like for me this show the way it makes me feel is how i imagine how people felt in 77 watching a new hope for the first time because like not only is it this completely alien world that is like nothing we've ever seen before but it's 100 percent inspired by like our real world life and oh, like the stuff so with the things are flawlessly intertwined 100 inspired by a lot of the stuff that we unfortunately yeah. have to see in the news mm -hmm. every yeah. single day, every fucking release. Um, a lot, yeah, yeah there's a lot of contemporary yeah. politics bound up in they're, Andorra. They're not being really subtle with what they're trying to say. It's but Star Wars isn't Star Wars. Star Wars isn't subtle. Yeah, Star Wars isn't. Well, see, is that, that's why we have those fucking idiots on Twitter say trying to say that Karn is the good guy. And it's like, oh, I know you got some fucking Blue Lives Matter sticker on your like I, I fucking get nineteen fucking. 75 f-150 piece of shit diesel pumping <laughs> bullshit truck like someone pointed out and i agree with it it's like yes the writing andor's character that he is got some shady stuff to him and he's not 100 like the good guy and they're writing some stuff with karn's character to where he's very he like you can be sympathetic towards him in a way but it's very clear that one is the hero and one is the villain there's no mm -hmm. debating that. Like, yes, there's debate on, you know, is the rebe the rebellion all squeaky clean like some stuff have, uh, pictured it as. But no, like, this is a it's very just... clearly guy just very clearly engulfed in the imperialist indoctrine. And then here's another guy that is just fending for himself. And he's eventually still trying to figure out if he's yeah. 
fighting for a cause or fighting for himself. Right. Again, yeah. it's just so fucking real because the show they've said countless times is about Cassian picking a side and like we see that now he's doing that. And then we see how like people like Karn, who maybe started with some kind of good intentions, misplaced those good intentions, then became corrupt by the shit show that they got themselves stuck in. Like, yeah, it's just so aware of like the world that we live in today and like how like similar people can fall very, very, very different ways. One can exactly. you know, We're gonna see... fight for freedom and hum- human rights and one can become a fucking fascist Nazi piece of shit. I think yeah, like because the main distinction we're gonna see. Sorry to interrupt you, Don, but we're gonna see like how Connor said, Dedra's gonna slowly, slowly get up in the ranks and get more of that authority. Karn, I think, is gonna more and more like unravel and just completely lose his mind. But as a result, I think that's also gonna make him more powerful and also get him maybe Mm -hmm. more in a bigger position with the Empire. And I'm just intrigued in the two ways they're telling these villain stories, and they're making. I mean, I I I think how they intertwine. I think Cyril's a sniveling piece of shit, and I don't like feel the meow meow way that some people do about him. But I mean, <laughs> I'm intrigued by his character at least. Yeah, uh, there's like but I, you I actually say, think Dan? he could wind up being a, a actually kind of a scary Star Wars villain because like a fascist mm. who's like meant completely unbalanced mentally is like someone who's very de- unpredictable and therefore dangerous. But like the main thing I was going to say about uh, um, Cyril and and uh cassian that make that's an interesting comparison is like uh i watched uh star wars explains review of like the first three episodes and he made an interesting point about cassian that cassian has never had a say in a lot of the big decisions of his life he was taken away from uh canary against his mm-hmm. will you know like uh marva did that like without him having a say in it and then he sort of the same thing sort of happens with luther. happens with luther yeah, so he's sort of drafted into this fight when he didn't really want to be a part of it, and now he is kind of like like I, 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 I joked about this when I watched it, but it is kind of amusing that Diego Luna is for the majority of this episode sort of sulking through this mission, like I don't really want to be here, but like I can't I can't leave. Yeah, and you <laughs> so have like, all the other re- rebels just like, why is he here, and not fully trusting yeah, him, right? Because Whereas of the Cyril... way that they were told about the the mission, yeah. Yeah, whereas Cyril does actually have like some degree of power. Like he's he's frustrated because he perceives that he doesn't have any he doesn't have any control over things, and yet when he does make a decision, like it's he screws up massively. And like, you know, just, just trying to exercise just that little bit of power he has leads to catastrophe for him mm-hmm. personally. It's just an interesting I feel like comparison. That's really interesting for casting too, because I kind of get the feeling that's how this entire show is gonna go, because we even see that in Rogue One still happening up until the end when he decides, all right, they said no, but we're going to Scarif. Yeah. So I feel like, I mean, That's obviously true. we know how that ends. Scarif got a name drop, by the way. No Easter eggs. It did. No, that it was did. Cool. It did. No yeah. Easter egg. Can we also, talk about the fucking Easter eggs? And yeah, I was going to say, I think we should transition into Cassian's role in this episode. But in that combo between him and Luthen. I literally lost my mind within the first two minutes because he mentions Mimba, and I'm like, wait a minute, hold on, Cassian mm-hmm. and Han were and Valance at, and Valance hashtag Valance oh, Nation fuck. were in That's the nuts. war at the same time. Tony mm-hmm. Gilroy said Solo a Star Wars story writes, but so no Easter like eggs, but none. none. Remember, guys, there's none. none, none. This is all new stuff. Zero. There's zero. I can't like, watch Andor because Sith, it doesn't interest Sith me. There's no Easter eggs. 
armor that we see twice that inspires Starkiller's armor, that's not an Easter egg. I, I can't I, can I just say, new. I uh, gasped when I saw that armor. That was incredible. Like, that's I probably my favorite Easter egg it. in the whole episode. I I'm just it waiting I just for someone to do like 20 seconds. Like a breakdown of every single thing that showed up in Luthen's like. Oh, dude, Starkiller's plane is probably going to do it. Yeah, he probably oh, yeah. has so, a video already. Well, we Wait, got to see, yeah. um, like, the hand gestures from the mural from Rebels of the yeah. father, the son, and the daughter. That's so cool. But again, there's no Easter that eggs. Mando armor. Yeah, no Easter eggs yep. at all. The I'm sure there's more. Cud Indy's whip. Indy's fuck. Indiana yeah. Jones's in whip carbonite? is in fucking carbonite. But there's That's no hilarious. Easter eggs. Not um, hilarious. Oh, what's the one? There was, there was Randall. the one. There was the one reference to. I'm pretty sure it was a reference to Rogue One. But like, I think it was uh, one of the rebels. I think it was Lieutenant Gorn said something about how there's an Imperial scientist arriving from Coruscant, and like my dumbass was thinking, oh, I wonder who could that be? And then just like my brain just did not connect. Like, oh wait, well, it's they probably also mentioned Gale. about like the yeah. mass amount of. Like was like material shipments, shipments going to yep, Scarab. From so Scarab. Like, I was like, the, oh, yeah. the, fuck. the Kyber Crystal Necklace. First of all, that oh, beautiful. That's it, cool. so yes, beautiful. But they mentioned the Rakatan Empire from yep. Dawn of the Jedi and Old Republic, and like. So did he say was because he also said was it like Sky Stone or something sky like stone. that? He said Sky Stone. Dawn of the Kyber. Jedi. Yeah, it's like. That's a different kind of kyber. I think that's the kind of kyber that originally powered the Force Sabers from Ooh. Dawn of the Jedi, like the pre predecessor, or not, pre yeah, predecessor to lightsabers with kyber crystals. So, like, th there's that's so, good. Like, that, literally, I mean, still need from... to read Dawn of the Jedi, but everything I yeah. everything I've read about it so far is just like oh, I do have to read it too. So good. I thought you started it, Don. I thought you said you started it. I have. I have literally got sidetracked with so many stuff. Like I'm, st I've literally put it on hold again so I can finish High I'm Republic scared. Phase One. Finally, get out of the shadows. Red. Yeah, no. I, I need to, to all, all good it. Star Wars. I need to I finish gotta, my reading. Up, we got like a week until uh, Phase High Two. Republic. Yeah, oh, I mean, shit. if you guys read Path of Deceit before I do, I might have to have you guys handle the the, the episode on that one because mine, I'm not. I'm still. I haven't gotten the phone comes story on yet. Tuesday. I so, don't have to order star? that. <laughs> Not there yet. I, oh, I should probably, no. I because I, I was reading Padawan. I should probably pause that and just read Fallen Star as quick as I can. I'm like uh, 300 so pages in the Shadow of the Sith, and um, yeah. Austin was kind of bullying me for Fallen probably Star. Do is not a finish. Read that. At least I thought so. Uh, I same. I well, listened to the audio. Like uh, once Rising Storm was it. a quick read for me too. Um, mm -hmm. But like out of the shadows took a bit. Uh, Into the dark, I finished in two days. Crash point, I finished oh. in maybe three hours uh, combined. Yeah. Uh, but all you know, those like young, like what? What do they call like the, the not children's books? Middle grade. Middle grade. Yeah. yeah, all of those I've been able to finish in like one sitting. Test yeah, of courage took me a bit because, but I did that. That's the only one I've done audible with. Uh, so mm. that took me like however long that was, and just having to be because I, I found with myself like audiobooks i need to have a certain level of attention span for them and i realize yeah. that i don't yeah i yeah. don't i need to have the book in front of me or else i'm just gonna get lost that's another reason why I like audio dramas and like those type of narrative podcasts i've never been able to get into them because i just feel like i'm gonna like 
zone out for like two minutes. It's and then the whole everything lost. goes in one ear and out the other kind of thing. Yeah, but yeah, I, mean, no, I completely that. get that. Um, I want to get into them. It's just I've I've always struggled with that. Uh, hashtag mental disabilities. Um, but um, Cassian's story, uh, or should I say Clem's story? Clem, uh, yeah, Clem. Such a great little touch to have. Yeah, him. that was his, so nice. his adopted like, father's name. It's like his it, the fact that he was kind of clean shaven a lot of those clips. Does that mean there was going to be a flashback? But now it looks like that's kind of been like it's like, of like he's just. He just shaved. So he just shaved. All right. It's like, how are you gonna, you know, disguise yourself? I'll get. I love that Luthen just drops him on a planet, and then he's just like, "All right, peace." (laughs) Yeah, he's like, "I need good fighters. Come with me." And then he's like, "All right, go hang out with my friends. Goodbye." Because like Saw Guerrero got a name drop, but I must have read Mm -hmm. the scene wrong. Because like when was his name? Lieutenant Gorn showed up. Because what's his name? Vel said that there were seven of them. I'm like, I'm counting six. So is the seventh going to be Saw? And then it was Gorn. So I'm guessing. We're going to get Saw Gerrera probably, my guess is at the end of this arc, he's going to show yeah. up. I would say uh, either that or, like, he might be a main player for the next The arc. next one. Because I was like, are these partisans? Because they seemed a bit more, like, ragtag than even the Rebel stuff that we've seen at this point. Yeah. Beforehand. So I'm like, yeah. Which I really be... find fascinating. I do find it fascinating. Yeah, because this is again, the same year as Rebel set. Season 1. Yeah. Yeah, this is set during Rebels. So yeah, let's talk about Vel. It's, real not, quick. it's not gonna happen. It's probably never gonna happen. But like, swear to God, Harrison Dula, I would die. Same. I, I would know. just I die laughing. She's, she's in Ahsoka, so you never know. But again, I would just yes, die laughing of like you see in the background of like one of the missions, like Cassian is like trying to invade the Imperials, and then you just see Zeb and Chopper like running in the background of one of the shots. That and would that's be it. hilarious. So, you know so this is like, an interesting I, thing I heard. Uh, so that's conversation that that uh, Lucin and Mon Mothma have in in his shop secretly. She mentions she has an agent, and I was like, "Huh, I wonder. I wonder who that is." Because like, you know, that clearly in, it means that there's someone else is going to come into play working for Mon Mothma or with Mon Mothma. I remember and I was some like, people thinking it was Saw. I think yeah. it is Saw. Very interesting. This is before they. Clash parted ways, yeah, yeah, because yeah, they have that clash. Very interesting to see how that is. Plays this before out. Rebel Rising, where he uh, uh does the let thing. me check. That's a good question, actually. Because I know at the saw, same time, saw abandons Jin, if I remember correctly, around this time in the timeline, but I don't remember when the the thing he does happens in the timeline, but um. I, I'm actually, I mean, I would love a Rebels connection, uh, but the two I want the most are Bail Organa and Emphis Nest. Like, if I we feel like get, we've got to have at least one appearance I mean, from Bail in the I feel like Bail is that would be cool. guaranteed. I, I think I really Emphis hope might actually be... Of like the delegation of 3,000 or something. That would be awesome. That would but be I, I think awesome Emphis is a possibility out. because Aaron Kellyman was at the premiere. So, I think that was... Yes. I want to say that was because of Willow. I mean, yeah, yeah. Willow... But, Probably, but I mean, she's so in with Lucasfilm. Like, they obviously really love her. there's been a and... lot of solo references in the show. So, mm-hmm. and more than I was expecting. I can't think when of Vel anybody was coming that down, I thought really that was Emphis Nest for a minute. That would I be totally really cool. I totally thought that was her. Yeah. Well, I was confused because I thought they said Val at first. I'm like, we have two characters with the same mm-hmm. name in Star Wars. But no, change the one letter. It's good. Uh, yeah. But let's talk about Vel real quick. Um She's cool. Yeah. yeah, I like her. She's, She's cool. cool. She's played uh, by the waif from Game of Thrones. I'm so 
another installment of uh cool ponchos in Star Wars. I got appreciate yes, that, which Cassie yeah. just took immediately. Like she's wearing it's it, like, and then yeah, he's this wearing is my now part of the Star Wars poncho. Uh, poncho crew. But that yeah, uh, we also have our second Star Wars sweatshirt that Cassie was wearing at the end of the episode, which I think is fucking cool. Can I just can I eat my food? I love that. Yeah, no, literally, just let him eat in peace. But yeah, Jake, you missed the... There were two running gags last episode. The first was the Easter egg one. The second was every actor in the show having like a guest spot on like Doctor Who or Game of Thrones. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, But then we have um, Skeen, who is Richie from The Bear. Oh, I haven't watched yeah. that yet. I haven't it's watched the bad. So good. <laughs> I work in food service. I don't want to fucking watch a show about working in food service. Oh my god. It's really it's good. It's hell. It's fucking hell. I don't know. Ever and work they in get food to food that. Service. They get to that really. I well. know, but I experience it in real life every day, Connor. <laughs> you should yeah, watch we, it. We meet these rebels. We have all right, help me out here, guys. I'm, I'm so we I got wrote them down. I wrote them we down. I trivia watch this shit. Uh, let's see. Who do we I'm got pulling up Wikipedia now. There's okay, a, no, I mean, I'm so glad God. that they're like Cameron, far away from stuff. Skeen, Sinta, Gorn, and Nemec. Nemec, I like. That's I like Nemec. That guy's a cool. Star Wars name. Is he right a Nemec? Probably. <laughs> I love that they. Uh, <laughs> I love that plan as well. I like I love the way they. Said that. <laughs> Oh, Boy, so, uh, but yeah, no, yeah, no, the plan is fucking like, sick. Like, use yeah. the what do what do they call it? The, use the this, sky like, wall, yeah, because they describe yeah. like that ancient kind of like. Dude, I love the, the little structure that they built. Yes, I know like, that's so cool. Ah, what is his name? The cute little guy that fell asleep on the rock. Nemec. Yeah, that's that's Nemec. Oh, he's Nemec. Okay, I love him. He's so cute. Yeah. Yeah, he's cool. Yeah, like I, and he's I all like, "Welcome to the team, Cassian." It's like, and everyone else yeah. is just being a dick. Like <laughs> this is the, this is the interesting thing about this episode. Like with Dandari, I love the way that they they put loads of world building in there. We never see oh, the yeah. local people, and we've only like got the barren country. We've only got the countryside, and like you know, a couple of Tie Fighters to like insinuate anything other there other than Cassian and these rebels. But like the world feels like it has a history and a culture mm-hmm. because of all the stuff we learn about like. The people there and and it's really interesting that the empire drove these people away because it, it adds to the like my favorite thing like about fleshing out the star wars universe is that the empire really feels like this force that came in and just like you know disrupted all of these ancient peoples like the mandalorians the the jedi and all these other ancient peoples and just like either tried to eliminate them or drove them into hiding uh through their own like selfish desire to just basically have everything and I, I the like that the plan the is, yes. is unbelievable. The world it's, building it's is fantastic. So yes. seamless. Like, they're not shoving it in your face, too. It's like, no. oh, here's this thing. Look at this thing. This tells you something. It's like they're just people talking about shit. And, like, just their generic conversations are enough to inform you, like, with everything that you need to know. It's, yeah. It's so fuck. It's just so smooth and, like, effortless. Like, Again, it just makes it all feel so much more lived in and real. Yeah, absolutely. And that's what's really cool. It, it really feels like um, the world building is like second to none here. And it's all, I love the way it's, like you said, so very uh, 
organic. so very naturally incorporated yeah mm -hmm. organically incorporated into the dialogue and i love that their their plan is going to involve using this part of the culture that like the empire isn't going to know about because of course it doesn't the empire doesn't care about like the no. little people and the, and their like traditions and like the things that they hold dear and that's why that's where they lose you know and this is kind of a theme we're that, building through the way they described that media sh meteor shower festival or whatever yes. was, i was like i i just love the little stuff like that just i'm pretty sure we've up. seen it in the trailer yeah yeah, so, yeah. Pretty like the, everything falling through the sky getting yeah. to know like the culture of like this planet that we've literally just been introduced for the first time and i'm like no i'm so hooked in it's just the little stuff like that that i i just really love about this this universe mm -hmm. uh and i'm just i just love this the stuff like that and getting to immediately connect with these new group this new group of characters see how they react with cassian uh kind of just briefing them and everything so far i would say my favorites either uh Cinta or Gorn, uh, but Vel is the best, obviously. I'm not including her. Yeah, well, with uh, Gorn, we have another Imperial defector, yeah. which is mm -hmm. no, I love that. Yeah. I, I love that they're like they have a man on the inside. Yeah, and can we talk I, I about really the TIE fighters it. very quickly? Because oh, like, that first oh, one scared the shit out of me. That's I, I did not know, I didn't notice because I thought Cassian just heard them because like. He did, but like also when he like paused and he's like, We gotta, you know, get to cover or whatever. Yeah. You can see like you can see them like mm -hmm. just co barely coming in in the background. I think on like the left. Yeah, yeah it's like, like the back way left by side like of the, the frame. Edge of the Makes frame. And like the way they dip in and then you don't hear them. And then they blast over the horizon oh. like loud as shit. That sound design is just brilliant. Exactly. It's probably the scariest I think a TIE fighter has seemed in, in like Star Wars in recent times. And it's also mm -hmm. like, like I said earlier about like Fellowship of the Ring, it's, it reminds me so much of like the scene where like uh, the, the Fellowship has to like hide from the crows. Mm. The, the yeah. Krebine from Dunland, I think, I think they're called. Yeah. Like they all swoop over the camp and stuff. That reminded me so much of that. It was really cool. And it, it really Sorry, makes the Empire... Yeah, it's Saruman. Yeah, it's like it feels very. Um, it makes the Empire feel very, like, like if you feel the Empire's fearful. presence there, exactly yeah. fearful. Exactly, right. the Empire feel very. It's two Tie intimate. Fighters like in the middle of nowhere, and we're fucking petrified of them. Like, yeah, because we're like, oh shit, this this is serious. They they always do a good job at whenever like something on the Imperial end is getting dangerously close to like becoming a joke. They have one or two scenes and something that just completely, like, go. Oh wait, no, this can be really scary and really mm -hmm. intimidating with the right tone and everything. And, and we haven't even seen a stormtrooper yet. No, we haven't. Which yeah, I'm no, sure that's about. crazy. We haven't had a stormtrooper. We haven't seen that one scene in the trailers with the clones yet. Uh, nothing. Which I am oh, just right. very yeah. intrigued to when we find. And, and we that's going to have seen... to be in more flashbacks, no. like when they get back to Ferrix. Probably, yeah, because like a lot well, of maybe... the hallmarks of both the Rebels and the Empire we have not seen yet, mm -hmm. and we're finally getting into kind of like the the meat and potatoes of, of that realm of the story here with Mon Mothma being introduced and getting to see more of Luthen's character. I'm so intrigued in it, but I, I do like how like our story is being told through both Cassian and then Dedra and Cyril 
So we get new faces on the Imperial side, which I really mm-hmm. enjoyed. So there hasn't even been a mention yet of Palpatine, Tarkin, any any of the big hierarchs yet. Krennic, yep. yeah. Uh, Thrawn. Krennic, um, very um, Yalaren. Krennic doesn't yeah. appear. Ooh, to be so honest, Krennic would I, make sense. I would love to see Yularen. It would make sense because this whole show seems very. ISB I think Krennic heavy. and Yularen would make sense in like maybe season two. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I think I even, Krennic showing I up even closer to Rogue One no. would make sense. But we do know that Dedra has Death Troopers at one point because of one of the trailers. Yeah. Oh, so yeah, I just bought right. a Death Series Black Series figure the other day. So I'm. Uh, the, I, I'm just prepping for their appearance. I love me some. Death I'm troopers. still interested. The to Death see Trooper Bandai if... model kits are peak. Yeah, I bought yeah, that Razor cool. Crest one. Uh, I've never bought one of those before, so they're I'm so hoping... much fun. And like the sculpts on those, because they're all individually printed parts, are like perfect. Like if you want troopers, just get the model kits because yeah. then you can like paint them up yourself. It's so I didn't cool. know if it was going to be like cheap or not because it was only like 13 bucks for the Razor Crest, but like usually I think like... the model kit for like the characters are like 25. The Mandalorian was, was like more 30. than Black Series. Yeah, because mm-hmm. it has the chrome on it, though, too. Like, the troopers are usually a little bit cheaper, but, like, you get, like, a shit ton more weapons. You get alternate hands. You get interchangeable gear pieces. Like, any of you collectible nerds out there, don't buy Black Series troopers other than clones, because, believe it or not, the clones are actually better than the model kit ones. Any Imperial troopers? I, just can, I can attest to that. I want that uh, holiday clone trooper that they just announced like that that's yeah the just, gingerbread one yeah because it's got the which one has the boggling is it the clone well one of them has a holiday I, boggling yeah I don't remember it has like a halloween look i got i gotta pull oh, the halloween the, look i'm getting like four of each of those the i haven't gotten the trooper, the, those are so cool the, is it the werewookie yeah is the werewookie yeah. and the skeletrooper uh oh no it was oh. the, the I, I have the tweet right now it's the mando warrior has holiday boggling Mm-hmm. And then First Order Stormtrooper has... I have the Holiday Pork. Holiday... Is it a Holiday ago. Mouse Droid? The clone has Holiday... I don't know what that is. Protocol Droid is Holiday BD Droid. And well, then cool. Scout Trooper has Holiday Grogu. And Wookiee has Holiday Pork. So, nice. You have to get the Wookiee then. That That's just yeah. the perfect duo. Holiday it's a Wookiee and a Pork. Yeah. I don't know what that other is. That B is that BD droid? I don't know what that. I mean, a uh, BB droid. I don't know what that is. But okay, so now that our action figure tangent has has uh, commenced. Speaking of, okay, it's gonna it's gonna continue for one more second, then I'm done. The one thing that I miss that we had with Obi Wan was we had the weekly merch announcements. Mm-hmm. Where are What's they? Up? What's up? Well, I need okay. my big If you're a loser like me and you look at the SKU numbers that Hasbro releases, we know that there's already four announced Andor figures, and it looks like there could be anywhere from eight to 12 more figures coming eventually. So we will get them. Speaking but it's Hasbro, so who series, fucking knows Lucas when? Home, why are you slacking? Where's my little Leia? It hasn't been announced no, yet. Literally. Where is it? We already have Omega. The Omega figure is fucking awesome. Like, hold on. Yeah, I have one. This figure? Yeah. It's fucking great. Oh, that's so yeah. cool. It's okay, such a good figure. Good. It is yeah, so like good. It. And it comes with their it's bow. It's like and the only bad batch figure that they didn't whitewash in the action figures. Yeah. Yeah. The tech one is horrifying. Um, oh, <laughs> my God. I have the tech one. I do not it's a good like thing that they have I, helmets. I just have, I just have crosshair. Mm-hmm. For the batch, but 
yeah, that and Omega, but oh boy, um, but yeah, no, I I just everything that this episode was setting up, I just loved, and I want to focus more when we get to Coruscant on that scene with Mon Mothma and Luthen in the uh, art gallery, and just the way that the tone shifted, and like mm-hmm. I said, the Mon Mothma's feeling of always being watched, Luthen's just immediate switch from his like public persona to right back into the, the rebel Luthen. I loved shout out to, okay, Connor, you got to help me out here. What is the name of Luthen's assistant? Uh, Keela. Keela. I think it's, yeah, yeah, I think it's, I think it might be, uh, it's either Keela or like Clea or Clea. I want to say, yeah, I, I thought it was Clea. Cause it sounded it like Clea. Okay. I knew okay. It's I knew Clea I was like Maki. One, okay. okay cool. All right. I was like, um, one letter. I probably one say. second, guys. All right. So real quick here, uh, I, I'm now hashtag Clea enthusiast. That's my girl right there. Uh, instantly, I was like, yeah, she's neat. She's I such like a her. homie, but I'm a I little like afraid that she's gonna betray. Is she gonna? Because I, I, that's I, cause what I'm kind of thinking like she, too, Jake. Mm-hmm. She's in on. I didn't get those vibes. Thing because when the driver, because when we learned more about the driver, yeah, she was like, like "Oh, new driver." Like, oh, look at look at this stuff. It's like I, I don't have the money. It's like, all right, well, look at these coins. And yeah, like, exactly. I like coins. She's very um, she's very like, so, like quick so, on the ball so, to so help she loosen seems out. to be in on it. And I wasn't thinking that, but now I'm thinking, is she going to rat Luthen out to the Empire? She's absolutely in on it now, but I feel like Luthen, they're going to pick up on his and they're going to go to her first because I'm sure it'd be easier to get information out of her than it would be Luthen. And try to interrogate her or something. So I I don't think that she's just going to fold to the Empire. I feel like the Empire is going to try to use her. What I am worried about is that Tony Gilroy in an interview this week said, hey, don't get attached to many of these characters because the death count this season is pretty mm-hmm. high. And I'm like, Tony, this is hard because I'm already getting attached to a lot of these characters except he what Tim, he's doing. and he bit the dust, and I am perfectly okay with that. I would we all are. Grave Fuck like, Tim. Oh, we're, yeah. yeah. I hope Tim Mon Moth... I don't know timeline-wise, like... When Mon Mothma's husband is like alive or dead or whatever, if we see him just get just shot dead in this show, I won't complain. Like if Mon, if Mon Mothma so is boring. if Mon Mothma is put in a situation where like her husband rats her out and she has to like, yeah, she has no choice but to give him the axe. I'm gonna be like, you go, girly, like do it. Like Ooh, I, I hope she kills well, him. The interesting <laughs> thing is though that like with Mon Mothma and this, I can't this see show, her killing she, him because it's like she, it's Mon Mothma. But, like, yeah, still, I, don't, I don't see that. I don't see that personally because she's the. She's like the yeah, like the. She's the kind of like the morally, the moral center of the rebellion. Whereas, but also I can see Genevieve O'Reilly just like exploding. Can we talk about Genevieve yeah, O'Reilly real quick so and how good. good she is? I'm so happy that she's got, yeah. she's got this leading role here. I just love really her presence. story of yeah. being cast for Revenge of the Sith, having her scenes cut. She's in the background of like one or two scenes and that's it. They bring her back 11 years later for Rogue One. She's got like a minor role in there. And now she's scenes. the main role and she is eating it up. She is so good. 
the costume design, everything, well, every single shot, she looks just like angelic. But it's I'm not like a fucking Mon Mothma simp yeah, now. Her, like, she is so powerful in her acting. Just hats off, and and like, I'll give it to George. Is like he found her. I'm guessing pretty much probably just casted her on the resemblance to the original actress. And she's a superstar. Like she is incredible in this role. And I'm so glad that she got to be back there because like with Breha Organa, they recast her for Obi-Wan. Uh, and but That's true. for Genevieve, she got to come back to the role and she got to be it in Rebels too. And now she's a main character in Andor. And we're finally, after almost what, 40 years of knowing this character, finally getting some like real true character development for Mon Mothma. And I'm yeah, so nuts, excited about just one episode. I'm like, right outside I'm of so like excited. some brief mentions in like books and stuff. Like, this is the first time I feel like it's been like she's an actual character and not just like someone to kind of feed you information because she works for the rebellion. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, oh, That's she's exactly the leader, it. she's the chancellor. It's like, oh, what does she do? She's the chancellor, she's a leader. <laughs> it's like, she's the all right, but like, can we get stories about it? like, She's not Palpatine. She's the good guy. It's like, all right, but can we get more about her? And now we're finally getting that. So I'm excited. Yeah, because like I feel like it like we had the one story, but I think by the time of Bloodline, she was already retired. Yeah. So like yeah, because she was implied she had she had declining health. Yeah, all she had declining yeah. health in Bloodline. Had, she has not been a factor in them. Or like they, they they just completely skipped over her rule. So I'm just very excited. Fun fact about like which makes me wonder now how old is she? I don't know. I mean, she was gonna be. She's got to be like I think she's at least the same age as uh, Brea Organa because there's a line in Princess and the Scoundrel where like Mon Mon Mothma Leia like thinks thinks about how Mon Mothma is a similar age to her mother. I think so. So I'm guessing like 40s maybe like overall, but like I was gonna say fun fact: um, the original Mon Mothma, Caroline. Blakiston is in Pold was in Poldark with uh the actor who played Cyril. Uh he had like a lead role. He had a lead role there for the first two seasons and uh and so and so did she. So, so it's just really it's funny. Good. Yeah. I did just I looked just looked on Wikipedia. She was born 46 BBY. So at the time of this show, she's 41. 41. Mm. So that feels about right, yeah. Good looking so 41. She'll be it's a little over 70 by the time of Bloodline. Yeah, that makes sense. Is she like I alive during the events dead. of the sequels? Or do, have they have never said that? that? She's dead. I feel like the First Order would go after her and if she has declining mm-hmm. health. I feel like she might have been. I mean, they haven't said it yet, but like if they were to say like down the line that she was on Hosnian Prime when it got kablooied, that would I would buy that. Yeah, I, I would buy it, point. but I would be sad. I would be very I sad, especially after this show. Like, if I'll she be... wasn't on Hosnian Prime, though, like I could absolutely see the First Order having sent like a contingency just, to wherever she was you at. Would just think to... with hey, how I mean, much that would that'd be a pretty good story yeah. to tell, right? You would think <laughs> that would how be much JJ was shoehorning original trilogy stuff into Rise of Skywalker that she would have at least had a mention or 
something in there, but mm, I just no. get the sense that at some point he was shoehorning into like a oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, but like we're they gonna had get like a some of the Return of the Jedi stuff. They had the Death Star. We're, they had Wicket show up. You know, a little that little, is true. Little, little, we're gonna get like a bevy of stories at some point that, that are just like that are just delving into the um into the sequel era and like what all these characters that we've established what they were doing around that time because I really. Maybe they should do that. Era. I could definitely yeah. see her having like a Marva type role. Mm. I just think that the sequel trilogy needs some kind of, I don't want to say Clone Wars treatment, but like, no, say lack of a better say, term, like a, 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 it needs, a clone, it needs it a clone Wars treatment. Because like, yes, yeah, Resistance so. is fucking awesome and everybody should watch that and I can't fucking wait to cover it, but like, it, it's, like it's not years. enough. Well, yeah, because like, no, yeah, this is the thing. This is the thing about Depending on how we cover Rebels is gonna is gonna determine that. Because if we go mm. episode by episode, which we won't, I'm just letting you know right now. We're no, not, we have to do like five episodes at a time. Yeah, we will. Uh... Especially season one for sure. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah, but like the what I was gonna say about Andor is that like, and to, to tie into what we were talking about here, because like the reason that, that the sequel trilogy should get like a, a Clone Wars style series that like covers the events is that like, you know, the actual historical events of the sequel trilogy are really interesting if you if you place them as like events in this like big sprawling timeline. As movies, you know, there can be a bit of a mixed bag at times, like, you know, Cough, Rise of Skywalker. But uh, with Andor, what's interesting is that Andor is doing exactly that, where it's it's really kind of bridging this conflict and building on a lot of the stuff and giving a lot of these events we've already seen like like bigger weight so like by the mm -hmm. time we're done with andor like all the events of rogue one are going to feel a lot more like weighty character wise like andor like cassian going to scarif like you said earlier is going to be like a lot more of a momentous decision because he's going to make a decision that's like rooted in what he believes in not what like the rebellion is telling him to do right we actually mm -hmm. get to see the impact of like the big event films that we see because that's really what it is like the the star wars films are the big events of the universe and then like the shows and the books and the comics and that tend to focus more on like the real world kind of stuff of that and so like the we've gotten almost right yeah it's a we good idea to like look so at it as much. like comic book stuff like like how in like mm -hmm. marvel they have like they have big crossover events that are like these big right. to be these big blockbuster stories mm -hmm. and then all the other like smaller books like like fall, they like, all fall build out of that into and, that and, I, yeah I'm, and build up to other right. stuff i'm gonna and be so, careful like, with my wording here because i feel like it's gonna someone's gonna take it as oh you just want super gritty star wars which i don't uh, i don't want like hard art shit but like I would love the if the next it. trilogy of Star Wars movies or just the next Star Wars movie in general had the feeling of Andor. Like mm -hmm. the kind of vibes we're getting, just the way it's being like the story is being presented. Almost like a like a political thriller epic kind of thing. I would love that. It's just I so mean, grounded we, and it makes we're still the universe on track, feel we're still on track to have Ryan Johnson's film trilogy. So yeah. I mean he could do it, but like if they were like, hey Tony, like we really need a Star Wars movie out by 2025. Can well you put something together. He signed that Oh that's bullshit actually. It is well, bullshit. Bullshit. yeah. Oh how yeah. do you know okay. that Connor? They literally said like the fucking people who the people who wrote that article oh, I no, think they like did? yeah they were like, yeah, we got this wrong. It's like, <laughs> yeah, I figured. Yeah, what the fuck? I was so excited for that because, because like, like, 
Just let him do whatever he wants. Again, he's like, so good. People, people are, are like using against him. Like, oh, he's not a Star Wars fan. It's like, well, I mean, he's got to be advantage. Least, he's got to be a bit of one if he's writing one and writing something that's this good. But right. having well, someone like, like you don't need someone that's super duper duper hardcore. Star Wars, like I, I would love that, honestly. But like getting a fresh pair of, you like, need someone eyes, who can tell stories. Yeah, and I can't yeah. even like we're getting a great story with this. We're getting better world building than I think we have ever fucking gotten yeah. since like clearly a like New Hope, the man probably. has some sense of like liking for this universe. If he's able to throw in all these all this stuff, mm -hmm. he's just not like. Is over the moon as it is, like Dave Filoni is, or Favreau, right. or Ryan Johnson. And I feel like maybe his like, right, I, I feel like maybe his limited, yeah, like maybe his limited knowledge is honestly like a positive. I would say like it's better than having someone like a Filoni who thinks that they know everything about everything about Star Wars, because then they're just going to tell the story because they think they know it all. And then obviously we've seen with Dave Filoni, there's been retcon after retcon after retcon. Rise of Skywalker with JJ. Retcon after retcon after retcon. But with Tony and Andor, everything that he's done, like every mention, Easter egg, background thing, anything, has connected mm. like seamlessly with everything around it. And I think that that's probably because his he's not afraid to go to the story group and say, hey, I want to mention something like this. What should I do? Yeah. And they're able to give with input the, on The uh, fest thing from last week's episode. Mm -hmm. like, See, that's so cool. Be a thing. No, but, yeah, well, it's like how Mon Mothma like, mentioned how the supply routes to was it Garel? I think it is the planet. That's the rebels. God, man, right, not Garel. Uh, fucking, I know what G. you're talking about. It starts it's with the episode Secret Cargo from mm -hmm. Rebels. That's what she mentions. That massacres why she left the Imperial Senate. Can, oh, I also just want to just. And that's what I was going to say about like about uh, Mon Mothma quickly. Like, that's what's going to be interesting about her role here, because we know she can't leave the Senate yet. She is going to be mm -hmm. still on Coruscant by the end of this show, at least this series, until, like, series two, because, like, we know we saw her get extracted from the Senate in Rebels, although do, do we don't see them break her out of Coruscant, so this is the interesting thing. Is Cassian going to help with, like, her initial extraction that from up. Coruscant. Yeah. yeah. That would be cool. Because we that only cool. see the rebels, like, the, we only see the, because I'm pretty sure we only see the ghost crew intercept uh, yeah. Mom She's Mothma's already transport. off Coruscant when, yeah, yeah. they pick so her up. So Rebels Season 3, where would yes. that be timeline-wise? How many years I before believe... New Hope? Is it two? Two? Yeah. So that I think would seasons be... 1 and 2 take place over 5 BBY to 3 BBY, and then it's 2 BBY, and then one bby yeah because yeah, okay. like i think and we know that yeah because season two is going to like jump through the years like yeah, so that yeah they said that middle of yeah. season two yeah yeah what do they say that, that this season every one three episodes is one year would be one yeah year. season one is yeah. one year and then every three episodes for season two is one be year so before bby three bby two bb 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 bby and then one bby up until we already know how it ends it ends with him going to was it the Ring of Kefreen? Yeah. Like, literally, yeah. Tony just we gave know us the, how the series ends. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, he's going to be walking on the tarmac to uh, to go meet Tevik. It's like, oh, okay. It's thanks, like, Tony. All right. Cool, mm -hmm. thanks. It's like, and it's all still right, the best fucking cool. show we've ever gotten. We know how the well, show ends. We know how Cassian dies after the show ends. And it's the best fucking thing we've gotten. Well, but and like this is I what said I was going to say about, like, like we, we know Cass Cassian makes it out alive. We don't know anything about most of the other characters. It's true. 
Exactly. So, like, yeah, it gives. So there's still a big set of t- sense of. There's a lot of stakes with yeah. a lot I mean, of the cast. I, I'm still riding on my uh, Luthan theory with Saw Gerrera on la- from last week. Like I, I still think what that's was how that? I kill haven't him. watched the episode. I said that I think that Luthan might die because of not like directly because of Saw, but like his actions mm. indirectly caused Luthan to get killed, and that's what starts the split between Saw and the Rebels. I do that like the idea. I like that idea because, theory. like, we need to we that need I to came see up Saw with do- on the fly yeah. in the middle of yeah, last it, week's episode. It was a good theory. It's a good theory because, like, I I actually think we need to see Saw do something just bad. Like, you know, we know he's an extremist, and but we have seen we've him read about it, sim- we've heard about yeah. like, dude, literally, right. there's we a massacre in Rebel Rising. It, yeah, because like, like graphic in- as hell. Oh, yeah, there's a massacre in Rebel Rising. That's like oh shit. Okay, well, Fuck. maybe maybe that will do, but I think we probably need to see him do at least something in this show. Because, like, I, I feel like Rogue One sort of got up to the line of it and then didn't really show how far he had fallen as an extremist. Mm. Like, we, we see him, we see what he does with, like, with Bodhi, with the, uh, with the ball gullet and the oh, mind God. probe, which is, <laughs> yeah, but, like... That's more him just it, being so like untrustworthy, yeah. though. I feel like rather exactly. than it's more extremist. him being paranoid. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. We need to see a sign because right, he doesn't even trust Jin. Yeah, yeah. He thinks Jin she's there. Like she's there to kill him. him. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. To kill me. Oh, that's a surprisingly moving statement. Yeah, but like, yeah. I I feel like with Saul, yeah, we need we need to see at least something to like show us as an audience like why the rebellion is like doesn't really want to associate itself with him but like before we move further i was gonna say about like the writing and because we've been talking about tony gilroy and this is the thing i like the most about it is like it shows like why sometimes you do need an outsider perspective in a lucasfilm because like you know in in writing these kind of stories because it's really cool having a fan perspective someone who's a fan of this because they know stuff and they can tell these really intimate stories sometimes and like like really build on on the mythos but you can also with an outside voice like tony gilroy someone who's not like beholden to star wars they can take a look at all these they might have a perspective that as a fan none of us might have i mean mm-hmm. i wouldn't have i personally like as someone who wants to like one day write star wars and stuff i, I wouldn't necessarily have thought to like uh write some of these types of characters and like these mm-hmm. types of scenarios no. and it's just really cool <laughs> to see what like it's a, a fresh different mind will type bring. of rebellion than I was expecting, which I do like, mm-hmm. and, I'm, yes, I'm, exactly. and I think the uh, doing that subversive the show, thing, we're going to get different, like, like Star Wars like, does. different versions of the rebellion. Get pockets, right? Or whatever, whatever that kind pockets. of pockets, pockets, yeah. augmenting. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna see <laughs> a bunch of my favorite of line deliveries. There's ever. pockets yeah. out there, sir. Pockets. <laughs> Sorry, there's fermenting out there, sir. Pockets are fermenting. Yeah. I love the way he always goes. Stop! <laughs> but i just Suck. i don't know i that's another thing about andor and i gotta get on my soapbox here again for a second but the people like oh, you know uh how can i get invested into the show if i don't care about cassian and like we already know he dies it's like okay if i am loving the show and i probably have rogue one a lower on my like list of people than everyone on this panel and most people on twitter what's your excuse then because like it's like I'm loving. I would just prequels. also ask them if they watched Obi Wan Kenobi. Yeah, how can yeah, you watch and, that? And if the, we know Vader dies, and the Obi Wan mm-hmm. dies, and Leia dies. Yeah, what right. happens? Like, to the what about trilogy? the prequel trilogy? Yeah, we know right. how it all ends. 
It's I mean, late. people did like, complain we about that. Well, we know, we know this. Like, we know Padme is not in a New Hope, so I mean, she's mm -hmm. got to die. That was the thing with Ahsoka too, with Clone Wars. It's like that oh, was the thing with Ezra know. in in Rebels. Yeah. It's like they're like, not in movies. So and, and like, see, fuck to, you, to Dave, yeah, to Dave Filoni's credit, like I will, I will praise Dave Filoni like so much for like using people's expectations of that and just completely like messing with flipping it, it everyone thought would yeah flipping it and going oh no they're not gonna die i'm gonna we went like, from, find some way to ahsoka's gotta die before the end of the clone wars because she's not in revenge oh of the my Sith. god and five years from now dave is going to re-release revenge of the sith and have ahsoka superimposed in the background of every single shot i feel like we always no, talk about have it like on a the scene. clone wars the clone wars episodes though but it's like do you guys remember how like every fucking clone wars season finale they're like will ahsoka die Find out on the season finale, and then it's yeah, like, like the th yeah the third season yeah. in particular had me worried. <laughs> yeah. I was so worried during the third season with the Trandoshans for sure. But being honest, I don't remember much of Clone Wars because like I was still in middle school and high school, and like Star Wars wasn't I wasn't as big into Star Wars as I am now. So like I remember some of the first season and a bit of the second, but like after that, I just don't. Yeah, think I, I fell off after the show like midway yeah. through season two i want to say but i would still catch the adverts because i was still mm -hmm. watching other stuff on cartoon network i'm like chewy showing up and then i saw maul came back i'm like okay maybe i gotta get into this the and then i remember i saw watch. i saw the the duel because someone posted the duel with uh maul and sidious and savage i was mm -hmm. like okay i gotta watch this this is the coolest thing i've ever seen in my life uh, yeah the only season that i didn't watch like when it came out was season six because I honestly had yeah. no idea that it even released. Like, I knew that it got canceled after season five, and I was like, well, that fucking sucks. Whatever. Because they released Jar Jar Binks canonically fuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah also, they yeah, released so it they on, released Netflix on Netflix originally. Netflix. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I, I just did. had no yeah. fucking clue. And then it was like a year later, I saw this clip, and I was like, what the fuck is that from? I've seen every Clone Wars episode. <laughs> what is this? And it's like season six, episode four. And I'm like, what? <laughs> You're like, six? <laughs> And then I can't they pulled wait to do like, our episode. The thing I hated was like when they were like preparing for Disney Plus, they pulled Clone Wars like season six off like a year before like it went on Disney Plus. Mm -hmm. So I was like, I'm midway through my watch. I'm like, well, I can't finish. Well, Clone I can't Wars finish was this supposed thing. to get pulled even earlier, if I remember and then correctly. They kept it and on then there was that crazy fucking petition. Like, yeah. keep that shit on. That's bro. the thing that I always got confused is like. Like, that was technically a Netflix original was season six. I'm like, why would you pull that? Like, I can understand season one through five, but then, like, six. And then when they were like, okay, Disney Plus. I'm like, okay, okay, cool. Can you get it to me sooner so I can finish I remember my too, of it? I hadn't watched Clone Wars in so long when I found out season six existed that I was like, oh, fuck, I need to do a whole series rewatch. So I started it, and then I was, like, on season four, I think, when they announced that season six was getting taken off in a couple of weeks. And so I started watching, like, a fuck ton of episodes every day. And then, like, as I got to season six, like, psych, yeah, we're taking it off next year instead. Could and you I was imagine, like, cool. just thinking about it, like, we kind of make fun of, like, Dave with Ahsoka sometimes. But, like, I think we all love Ahsoka here. Could mm -hmm. you imagine if she wasn't in Rebels? Guilty. And, like... No. And, uh, she wasn't, I no, yeah, no. I don't see it. she wasn't... Like, if she wasn't in Rebels, and we still had to wait as long as we did for Clone Wars season oh, seven... Siege of Mandalore, yeah. So, like, you go, Ooh, like... That would hurt. Not, not only that, that but hurt. I was just saying, like, going have that many years without seeing the character, just the yeah. reaction again to, like, the show coming back. I have back. to wonder how, like... Because she was not in the last season. Would... Or season six. Like, that would have been... Yeah, she wasn't there at all. 
Now I have to imagine, like, like would would the general fan reception to her be different? Because like we've always had some kind of Ahsoka content at one point or another. But, like if we went through like that like four or five year gap with nothing. Nothing. Well, I, yeah. I, I, you you make a good point because like if if she wasn't in Rebels, like her defining scene for a lot of the fandom is the I am no Jedi. Yeah. So. And the last we would have seen of her would have been just her leaving the order. That's it. So we probably would have assumed she left and lived a normal life, and that was that. Yeah. Or got killed uh, during Order 66. Uh, But, I mean... In that that, case, if you frame it like that, we would all fucking flipped. I mean, we all flipped, but, like... It would have been actually. It would have been. Like, hype, no, though, because everyone always assumed from the beginning she was. I know this is an Andor episode. Now we're on like a four minute tangent of Ahsoka, but like we all she assumed was she die. was gonna die. Oh Whether yeah. Whether that yeah. was before Revenge of the Sith or during sixty six or whatever, I, I, I genuinely don't remember anybody thinking that she was gonna make it out alive. I didn't. No, me neither. Well, then she showed up in Rebels. Like, time. okay, sweet. Well, because Star Wars at the uh, time felt so mapped out, like, because we had the whole expanded universe that covered the timeline, and then, like, mm-hmm. there was, like, you know, no indication of any, like, movies, and it was only until, like, season five, like, literally the tail end, like, literally the last season of The Clone Wars to be on, like, to be on television before we even, we had any announcement that they were, like, making more movies. It's like, because I remember mm-hmm. watching season five and being like, oh, this feels so weird to watch this. Yeah, because what was that? There's 2000... more movies coming. 2012. Well, it was 2012. Yeah, yeah. it was 2012. So it was, I remember. Because yeah, the mall it stuff was, was like early airing. 2012, like when they I, were. I thought it was a joke. When they were <laughs> releasing Phantom Menace, which it, in a way mm-hmm. is the greatest movie tie-in of all time, is bring them all back in Clone Wars to promote the 3D re-release of yeah. the Phantom Menace. That's and then that's, later in that really year good. when we were all thinking like, okay, so when are they gonna do like? Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith because they were supposed it was they were going to release everything, and then they delayed Episode Two's release when Lucasfilm got bought out, and then it just ended up being Phantom Menace. Uh, but I still remember like thinking like, oh, okay, so this is going to be interesting, and then I remember everyone's heartbreak when Clone Wars got canceled, and uh, you know I, I thought that them. that wasn't going to happen again with Star Dude, Wars I'll content never because forget of Disney Plus, season, and the then it did. Seven, so. Uh, I'll never forget the season seven trailer. I almost punched a coworker in excitement. I bawled <laughs> I woke, my fucking. I, woke I had up, like, like tears all down my, my jaw face. dropped. I was. I was at like, work too. I was working at an ice rink at the time, doing repairs with this grumpy old Vietnam War veteran. Oh my and God. he like went in back to go grab tools, and I was supposed to be pickaxing ice like off of like the ice rink so that we could resurface it. And he just comes back, and I'm fucking bawling my eyes out. He's like fuck is wrong with you? And I'm like, I hit my foot. <laughs> I ran to the bath. Like, I faked a limp into the bathroom, <laughs> and I watched the trailer again. It was just fucking, like, oh my God. bawling my fucking eyes out when that fucking trailer came out at, what was it, San Diego Comic-Con, I think? Comic-Con yeah. 2018. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Insane. And then those bastards made us wait two years. For, for oh, that was evil. Yeah, but it was timed perfectly because it came right after Rise of Skywalker. That, yeah. So it was like... It I fixed mean, that was my like, hatred of Star Wars. That, in a way, like... I, I Looking back on it, and I, it, it's just kind of tragic because, like, that Clone Wars announcement was amazing. It kind of killed Star Wars Resistance before it even started because mm. Resistance hadn't even aired yet. 
in like that first trailer, I think it maybe come out and people are like, what the fuck is this? And then they announced Clone Wars. So it's like, okay, they knew that Filoni was going to be busy with Clone Wars. And then Mando was coming out. So it it was just, it was, it never had its chance to get. We can save Clone Wars twice. We can save Resistance once and just get it that third season that it was supposed to have and let them finish out the arc. I would be fine with that. That would be cool. Like, even yeah. if they don't like do like that proper, if they were to do like a sequel trilogy, Clone Wars, which again, do it please. Just integrate those do characters into the series. Do like, it. I would be fine with that. Do it. Give me Jarek Yeager cameoing in Andor. Like, give me that oh. right now. But remember, that we can't sick. do that. We can't or do Captain that, guys. Doza. Captain Doza was part of the Empire, and his wife was part of the Rebellion. Mm-hmm. Again, it's like the like lost the closest thing we've had to a lost stars adaptation is their story, which I love. But remember, we can't have any of that because there's no there's no Easter there's, there's no not Easter egg. A single Easter egg. Yeah, yeah. On a more serious note, because like we're gonna get like Imperial yeah, Senate stuff like, next episode. Get back like, to end. <laughs> yeah, let's <laughs> yeah. Segway. Mm-hmm. I was like, what else but, can like, we talk about? But like getting back to Andor, like what I know we're gonna get like Imperial Senate stuff likely next week. So like. I I, oh, I, I hypothesized last time, like, are we going to get, like, a Palpatine cameo there? But I think more likely we're going to get, like, a Masamita appearance. Because that well, dude is I'm always at the Masamita. I would definitely see Masamita, but I also think we are going to get Palpatine, because obviously Ian worked on Kenobi, and we yeah. know that Palpatine faked the way he looked throughout the entirety of... I didn't even think of that. The yeah, Imperial Senate reign. Right. right. Yeah, but he so did appear I'm, he did appear as shit. like himself. And he did like that's the interesting thing. That's what I found so interesting about his appearance being faked in mm-hmm. Rebels is that like he appeared in Revenge of the Sith as like himself. Yeah. And I guess that was like a hologram. I think that so was a thing before. to show what the Jedi did to him though, and that he's yeah. probably like, Look, I'm healed because I'm your beautiful chancellor. Cause like Be- you guys Because you, you guys gave me the, the Empire, I'm healed. Right. Mm-hmm. Do you guys have any of the Star Wars propaganda book that came out a couple years ago, though? No, I want to get don't, it, but I don't, but I know which it. one you're talking about. I do, and I it's actually fucking awesome. And there is, it's really cool. It's like real-world inspired Star Wars-style propaganda. It's fucking awesome. Whoa. But there's Empire propaganda with Palpatine looking like all fresh and young and new, but it's Imperial. And so, like, I really think that if they do show Palpatine, he is going to have that. I don't know if he's going to show up as a hologram that looks not scarred or if they're going to somehow fake him in person looking not scarred or what. But, like, I I really think that they're going to go that way. I'm so weirdly excited for the Senate. Yeah, I'm so excited for the Senate because, like, you know, this is almost kind of like a form of, like, fan service for me as, like, a fan of the Phantom Menace, you know. But, again, no Easter eggs. Yeah. Well, was one of the names that was on the list of like dinner guests. It was that, that little beady-eyed, bald, scary Sly motherfucker. Sly I think she. Yeah. I think in Legends she fucked Palpatine. I think like, you're pretty. right. Gross. I it's think Ray's you're right. Grandma! Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll never he erase what I've just heard from yeah. my ears. Such, like gusto. Yeah, yeah literally, um, the first tweet I see on my timeline is a picture of Slymore saying, "Oh, Mon Mothra's dinner guest." So, I mean, if, if she shows up. That would be cool. That would that be would sick because, really cool. like, I love Slymore's design. It's a so it's mm. such a cool design. All the like opera house, all the prequel designs are just god. Yeah. They're so good. 
Say that That's again, so Jake. Cool. Is she Ubarin? Uh Hey Siri. <laughs> mm-hmm. Search up Sly more. Which one does Siri just go? Mm-hmm. Okay. Great podcast. I found this on the web. Search up Sly more. Yeah, shut Check the it out. shut the fuck up, Siri. Um. <laughs> Yeah, she's in Barin. <laughs> okay, she is a yeah. Now you know I'm gonna win trivia. You know who that else means the whole Umbara arc comes from Sly Moore's integration. How nuts is that? Give Can we just me... take a moment? Written by Matt McNavitz. Give Maddie me Mitch. George Lucas's character from Revenge of the Sith. Yes, like Baron him... Papanoid. Give me yeah, Baron Papanoid. Yes. Like, Dude, holy shit! George gonna... Lucas just cameos in Andor as like as Baron Papanoid. Just fucking shows up that in some random awesome. shot. What about Rio Chuchi? Yes. That would be cool. Yes. Rio Chuchi, because she is a senator. She mm-hmm. is a senator. Yeah. So she would be there. Of course she yeah, was. Speaking of her, there's, we're going to be covering her on the be... next episode of uh, For the Republic My for our coverage. I like Rio Chuchi. Um, She's cool. Like, yeah, this is what senator. I mean. We're probably going to get so many Easter eggs in terms of like the Senate because there's going to be all Zero. these interesting senators. But it's better to be the ET alien. We need the ET yeah. alien. It's, yeah, it's just going to be cool to see like a really. It's gonna be cool to see, like, because it'll be fan servicey, yes, because for some of the characters, but it'll be really cool to get like a charged political debate. In I this, just like, want to see Mon Mothma rip these people a new one. Yeah, yeah. if I get Nemoidians without a new Gunray mention, I'm gonna cry. Do you think Wait, Seal is Lot Dodd still around? The time of Andor, dude. Seal Dodd, uh, Seal Bibble showed up, maybe. I would die. That would be Seal Bibble, yeah. What about Lot Dodd? Cool. Okay. Because I have, I think Lot Dodd's still around. <laughs> Fuck Lot. Yeah, he's Fuck. like got a walk. He's got like a. He's got like a thing. He's, he can, he's just like limping he can, on. That he's like. He can go. The Trade Federation. Now nah, it'd be cool if he had like one of those like chairs that the people sit in Wally, where they just like float yeah. around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they have those. They have those chairs with the legs that like walk mm-hmm. them around. So he's just like walks on like that, and he's like. And he's like, <laughs> he's he's like wow. Yeah, he's he's on like a prototype of like the Bomar of whatever the Bomar monks are. Mm-hmm. Their, devi- their yeah, devices. If, if he's not dead in canon already, if I ever get the chance to write for Star Wars, I will make sure he is uh, with my first story. Well, see, now that you <laughs> um, said that on a podcast, yeah. it's like, oh, you remind me legally, of deceased. You won't be allowed to do that, Senator, but time. legally, you could write for SWEF and write legally, his death in SWE fiction. I could. Just saying, I, that would I'm be pretty you know, cool. The cards are on the table. We're all going to get the red dots on our head right now. Austin just wakes up in a cold sweat. It's like, what? What are we talking about? <laughs> you think Austin is asleep right now? Austin's not going to bed for like 11 more hours. I completely forgot about the point I was going to make, but I, okay, I remember now. Because I haven't read Princess of Alderaan. Does that Me take neither. place earlier than this or, or later? Because a character that could show up, depending on the timeline, is Panaka. Hey, Siri. But I know he dies in Princess Ooh. of Alderaan. So. Search up Leia, Princess of Alderaan. Pie in the Sky Theory, Leia shows up. I didn't up. quite catch that. Could you please say that That again? would be kind of cool. I mean, who I, like, would Search be? up it would have to be a new Leia, character. Princess of Alderaan. Thank uh, you, Siri. But, like... Well, I mean, there is that a three B- there is that three BBY. Thing, it takes oh, place. So is that so part way through? So that's part way through season two, then. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. he could so show up two years in he could the. Show up, then. Well, he was no, he wasn't a senator. He was a moth. I thought. Who? Panaka. Ah, uh, Panaka. 
He was, yeah. Oh, he'd be a, yeah, he'd be a moth because he was. He I'm was just glad in no timeline. Yeah, yeah, he's a moth because he gets. I mean, of course, she kind of deserves a comeback. Doesn't to he get off by Leia or something? I think it's Saw. Uh, isn't it? It's Saw Gerrera. He yeah, gets off by a, Saw. Wow. Yeah, he should be. In, yeah, I, I like, think he like he put he put the pieces together that Leia was Padme's daughter, and before he could inform, yeah, Sheevy boy Saw killed him. Yeah, like um, I'd love to see. I haven't read the book. Like, I just thank you, thank thing. you, Saw. That's like your one good written... contribution to the rebellion. <laughs> but this is the interesting thing about Panaka, like because Panaka is only like we only sort of see him in episode one as like a m pretty much loyal, uh, like loyal bodyguard to to Padme, and then all the other ancillary materials have like shown him being an Empire loyalist. So it'd be really mm -hmm. cool to kind of see that to see that visualized. And I also like well, Hugh Porsche as an actor. Because yeah. you know he's something of a fixture over here he's in the UK. Because he's like he did he did a medical drama Holby City. He was very known for that, and he also did Doctor Who. <laughs> to continue this, oh my from, god! Well, I'm trying that to just confirms it. There, he's going to be in the show. Garfield, I'm trying to remember what arc it was that we talked about that I mentioned that Panaka was supposed to show up in one of the Clone Wars episodes and get killed by Grievous, and then they scrapped it because they didn't have a character design for him. Uh, so that canonically would have been his death, but he is now cool. being killed by uh, Saw yeah, like, Who's the senator for Naboo Dave Filoni well. retcons it in Tales of the Jedi Season 2. Yeah, I'm not sure who uh, who the... Like, uh, I suppose Jar Jar could be the supposed senator to be for Naboo, in the but there's no way Jar Jar's in this. No, I don't think Jar Jar is still a senator at this point in the timeline. No. no. I don't no. think so, and I, I just as much as I love Jar Jar, I just don't think he would fit into is this he, whole is he street mm -hmm. dynamic. Uh, Jar Jar Binks at this point, or is he's that... Street Clown? What is it? One year after one ABY? Um, no, no, no. Jedi. Um, yeah. it would be four ABY. Yeah, exactly. Um, Which I, I still need to read the Aftermath books. I really want to get so into them. Good. Like, so many That's Star when the writing is so goofy, but the stories yeah. are so good. I've heard the first Nora one's kind of in, queen. but the second really two like are the great. I really like the first one, but the, yeah, the second two are peak. Dude, I need I just to read the I first I just remember one. Aftermath okay. 1 came out at the same time as Lost Stars, and I just remember every, like Aftermath got all the attention, and everyone was like, wait, no, this Lost Stars is freaking fantastic. I read the Aftermath book in a hardcover because I have it in a, like a really small paperback and I just can't do it because it's like I can't, I can't read those small paperbacks. That's my. Like, that's I my. Feel like I'm like, that's my copy I'm like an old man. I'm like, same. I, I. It's just. It's I got especially weird. doing it with, with one eye. Not fun. And not fun. Not. I would no, I pop be. for like if a Gungan just just a random Gungan showed up in the Imperial. Oh, that would Senate. be great. Like, that would be. Yeah, like that would be. be awesome. I mean, I could see another Gungan. I could see Gilroy being the guy to do it. He can be like. Well, I don't care that you guys don't like. If you want a really fucking seen. weird connection, Gungans and the Rakata are actually ancient related species. They come from the oh. same homeworld, and the Rakata actually um, basically abused the Gungans and forced them to fl to flee Rakata Prime, and they yep. migrated to Naboo. They are of the same original species like very very ancient species though okay. so we got the ricotta mention okay screw that you know what screw that i am reading uh dawn of the jedi after i like after we finish that's not from this. dawn that of the jedi in... that's from something else what? Still. oh yeah. man that's like you just blow my mind with that that's insane did that come out like right before the disney acquisition dawn of yeah, the jedi 2012 it was the last legend yeah. material that it's released. john ostrander wasn't it john ostrander he's written a lot 
for uh, yeah. Star Wars. He's it, pretty wonderful it's, characters. It's so good. I mean, like, I cannot like, recommend first... that more. Am I wrong in saying that one of the first, like, couple canon books were supposed to be Legends, and then they were just, like, lumped yes. into it? Like, that Luke book? That and Luke then I think Tarkin was supposed too? to be Legends. And, I, yeah, I think Tarkin was the other one. But the Luke one. Oh, yeah, Heir to the Jedi. I, I, yeah, I know, I know yeah. A New Dawn is the first, like, new canon book. But then Heir to the Jedi came out after. And Heir to the Jedi was... was originally a, a Legends project that Disney pulled in. Yeah. I hear that's awful. I've never well, read it, a, but I've heard it's not a I, good I, I've never even seen anybody it doesn't get say anything good about, about it. a lot. Yeah. For sure. But so, yeah, like I was I was gonna say just last word about Gungans. Like Gungans we know in the High Republic books, they speak with like a normal diction. They they like because mm -hmm. we see Gungans who are like Professor Nile. Yeah, Professor yeah, Bob, the professor. Shout out to Professor Wolf. That dude's cool. I oh like yeah, him. and Wet Bub Wet Bub is a menace. Wet Bub is a menace. Like, oh yeah, RIP. Love that man, yeah. Um, do we have yeah, anything? Maybe it's else just some to... of the weird Naboo Gungans who was like, "You yeah. are that big dude who's this time." Ah, uh, Boss Nash showing up in Andor. <laughs> I literally cry tears of joy. That's Brian my guy blessed. Right oh wow! When we do our top one hundred thing, me and Jake, if Boss Nash shows up way higher than he probably should be, uh, that's my fault. Um, it's a crime that Boss Nash yeah. was never in the Clone Wars. Like, oh, it, it really oh. is. He I mean, Tarkles so was, and then Grievous <laughs> killed him. <laughs> oh, just, you could just, like, Imagine you rewind this on YouTube. Lot Dodd. Yes. You'd be like, I'd back on YouTube now and see, like, see the moment man. Andrew's heart breaks when he realizes oh, Boss Nass is not in the <laughs> Guys, I'm canceling the podcast. Oh. It's, 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 it's been all fun. Over. It's been a good run. It's been fun. We got, what, 10 hours We almost in? got one season. Yeah, <laughs> almost. Um, almost. We almost got through season one, guys. Uh, do we have anything else that we want to add to this episode uh, besides the fact that it's awesome and it's setting up a lot of cool stuff? Well, not much, really. I, I just really mm -hmm. like the way I like, I, again, like the way it's continuing to build on everything. Uh, just to shout, like, shout out a couple extra little things. Like, I love the attention to detail and some things like how when uh, the ship jumps to hyperspace, Cassian, like, it, yeah, like stumbles yeah. back. Yeah, it, yeah. also it's like, that, that it's like fast cup hyperdrive in... calculation, the way he's just yeah. like, you got the calculation job, boom, and the ship just goes. Like that was the crazy. Can we talk about Luthen's ship very quickly? That oh, ship yeah. is cool. really cool. Really it's so cool. It's so that sleek that is my Millennium Falcon. Efficient. Like that ship and it, is awesome. And it betray and it it shows that he is actually from money. Like despite his ragged his rugged appearance in the mm -hmm. first couple episodes. He is well connected, and it's yeah. I just I really like the way this built on a lot of the stuff. I like how it's continuing, how it's very clearly a setup mm -hmm. episode. It's setting up a lot of the Senate stuff. It's setting up like this this first big mission Cassian's going to do for the nascent rebellion. So I'm really looking forward to the next one being like a big payoff to all of that and sort oh, of yeah. closing things out because I assume there's going to be a time jump after this next one. Probably, probably, yeah. At I least a uh, little one. I want to point out a couple of two things first. One, I talked about the score earlier, uh, which is just amazing. But like what I'm calling like Luthen's theme or like the rebel theme that keeps playing. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. Love it. Uh, the second thing I want to talk about is just I love we talked about world building here, but I, I love getting further details into like Chandrillan culture with my yes. Yes. finally getting so good. And just expanding on her character. Also, the really way Mon Mothma it. doesn't seem to be all that pleased with the mention of Chendril in history, like, 
what went on there? What's going on there? Yeah. Like, it's really cool because it's like, it, I mean, this is for me is like, because I would say overall, like the world building in this is like Claudia Gray levels of efficient. Because yeah. like, if anyone who's read Lost Stars, Claudia yep. Gray is so good at getting across like world building for a planet. So like 100%. within the space of like a few, few sentences, you have a sense of this other, the world and its culture. And that's true of Andor as well. Like with certain mm -hmm. places like Chandrilla and we see with Andari, it's just really cool. It makes every new location feel like we already know a lot about it, even though, like, for a lot of these, we've never seen them before. Exactly. Uh, the Gilroys must or... write more Star Wars. Yeah. It's like yeah, Tony Gilroy, Henry Gilroy wrote some banger episodes of Rebels. Of Clone Wars. And, and this was his, his brother that wrote it, right? Or Dan Gilroy? Is that, is that Dan Gilroy wrote this or... episode, yeah. Yeah. I think so, he's writing the next two. The next two, mm -hmm. yes. Susanna yeah. White is directing four through six, and then he's writing the arc. So shout out to both of them. They did an incredible job, um, especially getting a first time director in there for the uh, for the uh, for the franchise. Like, really, really enjoy it. So unless um, unless you guys got anything else, I think we can wrap things up. Really excited about yeah. next week. So that's going to be it for. For us here, hope you enjoyed our recap uh, of episode four and then our just various spirals into everything else. But just the world building of the show just has me so inspired. And the fact that it's going off of all these other stuff, it's weird because all these connections, but there's nothing to make connections with. There's no Easter eggs. There's no Easter eggs in this whole thing. None. None. No. Like, um, Easter Bunny's not even real. It's not real. No, no the Easter Bunny's Easter. not real. No. Yeah. Shut no. the fuck up, Jake. Um, Shut the fuck up, Connor. <laughs> <laughs> but before we go on our uh, Easter egg hunt, uh, starting with uh, Don, where Wait, can the good people find you? Okay, so you can find me on Twitter at Donovan Mead, where I tweet Star Wars, Marvel, you know, sometimes politics. And you can also find me on uh, SW, ed, SWEditorIG.com, where I write articles uh, for the site. I, also, I recently wrote an article about obi-wan like where they could take a potential season two if they decide to do it please do it lucasfilm i would love it if you did and also i uh write for swef which is a collection of stories on sw editor that like are basically they're, they're fan stories that all link together that are all joined by like a grand unifying continuity that like fits within the films we try to make sure it fits within the films i wrote scars of war a few months ago, and I've got some other stories in the pipeline. Perfect. Uh, Connor? Um, Twitter, at Depa Banana. Uh, you can find me over at the Nerd Academy podcast, talking Star Wars as well. Um, our show is called Knights of the Nerd Republic. We record tomorrow. By tomorrow, I mean Thursday, se Thursday, September 29th. So when this probably okay. drops, it'll probably be today, Thursday. I'm yeah. doing some I'm time. Hoping, I'm hoping to get this out tomorrow. Okay, hoping. so it'll probably be Thursday when this drops. So these, that'll these be take less here. edits than the uh, the main show does. So it's easier on my end. <laughs> That's fair. Um, you can also find me. No, wait, no. You can't really find me doing this. Uh, I write trivia questions now. For Star Wars in a Galaxy Epic Confrontations. Well, we can um, say that you had your match and uh, you yeah, finished I have with a match. Of one and one. I have finished with a 500 record. I'm happy. But I got to tell you, 
writing trivia questions. questions really fucking fun because it's a really great form of torture and i love it um you can find the uh if you want to watch any of the other matches or check out the account uh you can find it at at star wars in a galaxy trivia no at in a galaxy trivia um if you want to find the matches online they're on the star wars in a galaxy podcast youtube uh, we do have one, the I, the Imperial Senate podcast, Civil War, coming up. That's being recorded soon. I don't know when it'll drop. That'll be my first match as a question writer. And I'm just really excited for people to see what questions I wrote. Where else? Oh, yeah, SWEF, duh. <laughs> um, I, don't, I don't have any story. Yeah, SWEF sweditorig.com slash fiction on the website. I don't have any stories published yet. I do have, well, I have like a few in the works, but I have one like in the works that I can talk about. It's called the hidden Kyber. It is part of our initiative called Dawn of the order, which is we're taking a look at the formation of the first order through our own unique lens. It's very character focused, very character driven. <laughs> um, and my story is set shortly after the events of fallen order and it stars Sir Junda and Cal Kestis. Don't know when it will release because the release dates change like every week. All right. Uh, the man with the glorious hair. Where can the people find you? Hey, uh, yeah, I'm Jedi Jake double underscore on Twitter. Um, I talk about like the same shit as everybody else. Star Wars and mm -hmm. sometimes Marvel. And, you know, I yell at Republicans for being evil people. Um and yeah, Star Wars editor too. I'm always on the Discord over there. I again would be lying if I say I wrote articles because I haven't written one of those in like two and a half years. Um, <laughs> but I have a comic releasing on the site next month. Um, it's called The Day the Sky Turned Green. It's part of the Forgotten One Initiative. And um, yeah, read that when that comes out. And then next year you'll get really sick of me because I have a lot of stuff coming out. But uh. Yeah, that's it. There's some really cool stuff that Jake's been planning. You I can find I, him designing I'll, I'll just say I hope. 800 covers for SWEF stories. Oh also, my god, what shout out to Jake. Like shout out to Jake for doing the excellent cover art for Scars of War. Appreciate yeah, it, dude. It's so it's damn good. Great. It's so good. Uh, but as for me, you can find me uh, doing an Easter egg hunt on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Twitch at Starlight Andrew. Um, you you're not going to find any. You're not going to find any because there's none in this show. Uh, you next year uh, can see me joining the Epic Confrontations uh, Arena. Who I'm going to fight, who knows. But uh, as for trivia on this podcast, I might have an announcement coming soon. Who knows? Um but you can also find the podcast. On I will Twitter be merciful if I write questions. If you write, if you write, we're I will contribute, but I will be like mm -hmm. sparing. Yeah, but all I'll say is uh, there might be something coming soon. Who knows? Uh, but you can find the podcast on Twitter at For the Repub Pod and on Instagram at For the Republic Pod. We are very close to 100 on Instagram, so drop us a follow on there. You can also check us out on YouTube where you're watching us in glorious video form. If you are, uh, hello. For the Republic podcast, subscribe to us uh, so we can get closer to that 100 mark, which will be when we can start doing live streams and stuff on YouTube so we can do some more fun content with you guys. As for the main show, we'll be back hopefully next week or within the next couple days for our main Clone Wars show. And, of course, check you back here sometime 
uh, next week for and or episode five coverage. So until then, may the force be with you always. 